theyeshiva.net. We're on page 36. Torah Parshas told us. First column. Now, Yud Ches, Hamad Gimel. Yud Ches, column 3, page 36, the first column. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 9 lines from the top. So the Pasuk said, the Pasuk says, in Shirashirim, Mayim Rabbim Layuchu Lechavas Esa'ava, Unaharis Layushtafua, Literally translated, as we said, raging waters, multitudes of waters will never extinguish the love. Rivers will not drown it or overwhelm it, will not submerge it, will not make it disappear. If a person thinks he can give away, he can buy love with uh, by giving away and spending all of his assets and all of the wealth of his home, he will only be shamed. Yet here in this Maimah, he's discussing this entire Pasuk from a deeper, more spiritual interpretation based on a Zayhar. And the key point, the ultimate uh, quintessential point, the summation of all of it was that uh, the love that the soul has, the relationship that it yearns for, transcends even the greatest revelations in Ganeda which are known in Zoyar as Mayim Rabbim, the great waters and the rivers, which irrigate the Gan, which irrigate Ganeidin, and then spread forward. But even that will not satisfy or quench the thirst of the soul, which searches not for the Ziv Hashchina, not for the Rei, but for the for the core essence, for Atzmusay Muhusay, for Anoichi, which is even deeper than that which comes out as a ray and a glimmer, a ha'ara in Ganeidim. And that's the Mayim Rabim Layuchul Chabas Esavo and Ahoris Layushtafuah. And then the continuation of the Pasuk is Im, when, Im as in when, Yitinish, Hashem will give as Kolhoin Beisoy the entire, when He will reveal and bestow the entire Hoin Beisoy, the entire wealth, the full wealth, not only the ray. This will happen in the future, L'asid Lave, as he explains, that L'asid Lave by Mashiach, by Tchis HaMesim, what comes out is not just Gan Eden, but Umayin Yatsam Ibeis Hashem. Umayin Yatsam Ibeis Hashem, the Pasuk says, in the springs of the beginning of the Mayim, the wellspring will come out from Beis Hashem. That's the Mayim. So, Im Yitain Ish, when he will give us Kolhain Beisai Ba'ava. For this Ava, now he still has to finish what the Boiz Yavuzuloi is. But here we're talking about that there is something much deeper, the ultimate, uh, the ultimate uh, truth, the ultimate core. And where does that come out? It comes out in this world. It's going to be revealed in this world, and it's accessed in this world through the whole avoda of Torah and mitzvahs. A process began by Rivka, who descended into the well and retrieved a jug of water and gave it to Yitzchak. Because it's Rivka who accesses the well, and Rivka who can ultimately generate the ultimate tainu, the ultimate laughter, the ultimate Yitzchak, which is the tainu, the deepest pleasure that comes from the core, not just not just the ziv. And that's why Yafer Shalachas Betshuva Ma'asim Tovim by Lamhaza Mikol Chai Lamhaba. That was the last point. There's something that happens in Elam Haza that is greater even than Kol Chai Elam Haba. 
and that is accessing the core essence, Atmos, through the Avoid the Dafke in this world, with everything that's entailed in this world, the transformation of the animal soul, the transformation of darkness, etc. And that's why it's greater than Kol Elam Haba, because as he says, Ganeidin, well, the eight lines from the top, Ganeidin is Rakziva Shechina, it can't quench, it can't extinguish the flames of the fire, and can't quench the thirst, this thirst, a type of love. It won't do it. All the spiritual, Ganeidin represents a spiritual transcendent experience, ecstasy, that comes from tremendous spiritual enlightenment, but that still will grasp only the ziv, the ray, which is how we can access the light according to our capacity. Avol hamshach what happens in Shuvah Maisim Toivim is Mepchines Muhusay Vatsmusay from the essence Veloy Ziv Levad Velochei Nikra Hain Beisay. That's why the the Shuhashirim refers to it as Hain Beisay, the wealth of his home. Now there's going to be a shtickle at the end of the paragraph that's complex mystical terms, which we're not going to be able to dwell on great elaboration. I want to read it through, but it's going to be complex because he brings a lot, a lot of references to bring out the point that Hain Beisay represents. The ultimate core. The Hinek Siv, the Pasuk says in Mishle, it's Mishle Perik of Gimel, a Perik of Dalit. Shlema Melech says in Proverbs, interesting Pasuk, Bechachma Yibana Bayis. You build a house through wisdom. Betvuna Yiskoinan. Through understanding, you establish it. You build it through Chachma. You establish it through Tvuna. And then Bedas, Bedas, Kol Chadarim Yimalu, Hoin Viyakar. Well, if it's Rebbeinu, but some, through Das, you can fill up all the all the rooms with with wealth and glory and great richness. So he goes through Chachma bin Adas. You build a home through Chachma. You don't build a home through screaming. You build a home through Chachma. You establish a home through Tvuna, not through anger, and you fill a home with richness through Das. Not through explosions. Okay, that's the literal shot of the Pasuk. But there's also a deeper meaning. So he says, bias. What's bias? Oisis Pirush. Oisis The letters, the formations of Torah called Homes. Most foundational, one of the most foundational texts of Kabbalah. Two stones build two homes. And this is a parable for the fact that any word that consists of two letters... So a letter is called a stone, and a word is called a home. Because basically, when we present, when we present ideas through words, we're building. Communication is construction. There are artists at construction of, of physical homes, mansions, palaces, skyscrapers, and buildings. And there are different types of artists. They know how to construct ideas. But basically, any of you who ever try to communicate or speak or write, etc., you're building. You're building a home. Good communication is building a home. And just like a contractor who just, somebody sees a home and says, oh, I'm going to become a builder. The problem is you didn't put the foundations first. So you build a beautiful skyscraper, there's nothing there. The pipes you put in the wrong place, the plumbing you put, I mean, anybody who has con- a little experience with construction knows the traumas and the crises. The guy decided he's going to put this here because it looks better. And then five years later, the whole thing has to be, uh, the whole thing has to be redone. Construction is a very, very intricate art. 
you have to go min beseder min hakal el hakavid min ha I'm sorry min hamuktem al hamolcha that which comes first has to come first that which comes later has to come later and then you build and build and build and you can build on foundations you build a beautiful building and sometimes the pipes are eroded the foundations are eroded it's invisible but it's going to emerge sooner or later. The Sefer Yitzira makes a point that communication is no less different. When you're communicating, any form of communication, you're also creating a building. It's always, you're always, it's always construction. So he says, Shnei Avon and Bain Shnei Batim. You always have to know the materials you need. Two racks work for two homes. Meaning, a letter is like a stone. A word is a home. Many stones together, many bricks together. Avonim are stones, but the same concept would be bricks. Many bricks together create a structure. Whatever that structure is, a hut. Words are made up of letters. So each letter has significance, and then as you bring the letters together, you create a word. Now we all know when you read a uh, cheap, brute, vulgar article or essay or novel, what distinguishes it from an elegant, sophisticated article or essay, or book, the words are communicated with such elegance and refinement and beautifully. They both use the same alphabet, the same 22 letters, same A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But it's always the tzirufim, it's the combinations. One creates combinations that ultimately turn into vulgar, unrefined words, and the other one just knows how to take the same letters of the alphabet and, and place them together in configurations, bring the bricks together to create that beautiful, beautiful mansion. Shnei Avonim, whenever you have two letters, you could make from it two homes. Take Aleph base, could be Av, and could be Ba. No more. You can't make more than two homes from two letters. Two letters make two homes. Av, Aleph base, Av, or Ba. One direction, other direction. But as you go up, it becomes surprising. With each letter you add, the configurations become much more. So, for example, you come to five letters, we learned before Elikim, you can make 120 homes. It doesn't look that way. But from any five letters, you could create 120 homes, meaning 120 words. And after a few letters, there comes a point where you, can, you can't, uh, as the Sefer Yitzir says, you won't be able to calculate it. It becomes, uh, the numbers are astronomical. Mamish astronomical. Mamish after a few. That's how much it quadruples. That's how many homes you can make. So when it says, says the Balatanya, Bayis is not just a physical home. You have to build homes always with chachma. You communicate, there has to be a chachma there. And tvuna, and das. The chachma yibona, betvuna yiskainon. And with das, you fill the richness. Now that's a long discussion, chachma bin das, which the beer of this maimer, you see the next page says beer al-hanal. Balatanya would often say a maimer, and then the next Shabbos, or a few days later, or next day in the middle of the week, he would present a beer, an explanation on the maimer. That beer was usually a little more complex and intricate. He would show his references, how he developed it, and so forth. Sometimes he would explain things more. So actually in the beer, he goes into this more detail. Here he wants to bring out the point of Hoin Besa. So he says, Nikribat v'lachach nikrayim talmidei chachamim banoyim. The Gemara says, I think in Shabbos, talmidei chachamim are called builders. Sha'oiskin bibinyonoy shaloylam, they build the world. Why do they build the world? One of the explanations is because oisius are batim. And they build. And Hashem, of course, builds the world through words. He builds the world through words. Words build. And just like you can build the world through words, you can also destroy the world through words. Words have power. 
like physical structures. One can build a person through words. One can dehumanize and hence demolish the human psyche through words. Some people are sitting here who know the impact that some words have had on their life, especially at an age where you don't know how to distinguish. You're a wet sponge. You take everything in and you don't know how to dismiss some words as inaccurate or insignificant or... uh, I didn't want to say that, but uh, that can be as well. That can be the case as well. The Chachma, so bias, bottom, bias is Oisis Torah, the letters of Torah. So the Chachma builds the home. There's the element of Torah, the core of Torah, which comes from Chachma, which is Chachma's unknown Chachma, which means it's not defined or can be grasped by our Chachma, like we said before. Beyond the river, Nahar means Tzafra Nahar, as the Gemara says in the morning has become bright. Nahar is Gilui, it's it's expressed, it's manifested. This is the Mayon of Chachma. That's the foundation of the bias of Torah. Bias is Oisus Torah. And then there's Bitvuna Yiskoinon. The home of Torah is established through Tvuna Humasha Kosov, in Tehillim Vilusvunosoy, in Cheker. Once again, his Tvuna has no inquiry. One can't inquire and reach its ultimate truths. Ubedas, the Pasa continues, Bedas Chadorim Yimolum, Kolhoin Yokar Venoyim. That's the exact expression of the Pasuk, the next Pasuk, Das will fill all the rooms of the home with so a home has to operate on three levels. Chachma is the foundation, that's how you build it. Bina is what establishes it. You can build something, but there's no staying power. Bina is what establishes it. And Das is what fills it with richness, what gives it content and substance. You can have a home, but the home is barren. It's a home, it's standing, it's established, but it's barren, it's empty. There's no das, there's nothing happening in the home. It fills up everything with What's this richness, this Precious, sweet. It's the delight, the divine delight that is manifested in the commission. I have turned the Torah into spilzeig, into my my source of laughter, of delight, right? Lule they call the term It's my tainug. It's what I play with. It's, it's my del- source of delight, like we learned before Yitzchak, the tainug. This is why it says, That the only thing that can satisfy this love is if you can get the full tainug of Torah, the full tainug of Torah and mitzvahs, the full Yitzchak of it. Das means connection. And the next, the continuation is as a result of that chava has a child. Because yada doesn't only mean detached knowledge. Yada means intimate knowledge. Yada as chava means there was a connection. It's a euphemism for intimacy. But why does the Torah use the word yada? Could have used another word for connection, for physical connection. Parshas told us you have metzachek. Other places you have other terms more explicit. The idea is because that's what Das is. Das is not just knowledge which is objective, <coughs> aloof, and detached. Das you may call intellectual intimacy. You know it. You really know it. You, you, you internalize it. It becomes vivid and visual. It becomes really true. It, or in other words, as he puts it here, you, you experience the tainug of it, the pleasure in the idea. 
not just the idea as a cerebral, detached concept, which Chachmei and Binah still maintain that, which is their mile, there's an objectivity there. But Das is, V'adam Yodah you really know it in, 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 in a true intimate way. It hits you, like, you, you know, it hits you in your gut, it, 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 it punches you in your gut, even though it's not an emotion yet, but it's knowledge that will ultimately produce feelings and emotions because it's so vivid. Vahainu, what it means is, you access in, in spiritual, in spiritual terminology it means, you access the ultimate tainu, the great pleasure of the source of all pleasures, the chachma bina, within the chachma bina. You reveal within the chachma bina, within the wisdom, within the information, you reveal the tainu. A person could learn tainu their whole life, and even experience chachma and experience bina, but the tainu, that which brings it all together, to be able to see the pleasure in it, the delight in it, the bigger picture, how it affects them, how it all comes together, the intimacy between the person and the wisdom and the wisdom and the world, that's a whole different experience. Another Kabbalistic work is called Sefer Habayr by Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana. Sefer Yitzir traditionally was authored by other Mauritian, or by Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva learned that the Gemara speaks about Sefer Yitzir and Sanhedrin. And, uh, and Sefer Habayr by Tanoim who wrote these books or taught these books. So he writes a very interesting line. David used to connect Torah with Hashem. David would take the Torah and he would create the link between Torah and Hashem. What's Pshat? Pshat is a person could, the Torah comes from it, the Torah is divine. But a person could learn Torah and it's detached from that. One doesn't feel, one doesn't experience the divinity, one doesn't see the godliness in it. Especially a person who's learning halacha and gemara. It seems far from godliness and spirituality. You're just learning about intricate halachas and pulpulim and questions and answers and rayas. What does this have to do with any divine depth? So what do you say? This is, this is what he wants. You learn it. But David was mechaber. He connected the Torah with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Torah Shalomayla HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'gilu said this revelation, yiyah b'poyol mamish, in actuality it's going to be l'osad lover. She'yitin ish is kol hoin beisay. Which hoin? Hoin yakar v'noyim. That's the hoin of Shleim HaMelech and Mishlei. The hoin of Shehashirim and the hoin of Mishlei are connected. as kol hoin beisay. That's the hoin yakar v'noyim. The precious and sweet delight that will come out in Torah, that's the home base through which the home, which home, the Oasis HaTorah are filled with richness, that's the Tainug of Torah, that's the Tshuva Maisim Tovim by Lamahaza, that can satisfy the love. That can give the love satisfaction. The, you feel, you feel you, you have it. Wait, but didn't we say that in the issues of the Rabboni Shalom? Yeah. But here he's talking about home base, so what the person is giving now? In, in a... No, no, he's following the same interpretation. Hashem is going to be Megala, that schoik, that ultimate tainuk. Back to Yitzchak. This is what the Mishnah says in the end of Uktsin, the end of the entire Mishnah. Hashem is going to give each tzaddik, 310 worlds. What's these 310 worlds? Yakar gamkin yesh. Yakar is 310. That's the shy Olamist. They're going to get the full preciousness, the full tainu, the ultimate laughter, the punchline of the joke, the punchline of history will come out. That's the yakar, the preciousness, which is shy. Now, this is a deeper remus. ish. What's ish? Ish is aleph yutshin. So we explain Ish is Hashem, Ish Mulchamak represents Hashem. But the word that's used for Hashem is also precise. It's not a, why do you call here Hashem, Ish? 
Because ish is aleph, shin yud, aleph yud shin. So shamshacha shay olamus, the accessing of the 310 worlds, which is the gematria of Yakar. Nimshachim always come in alufoy shalolam, from the aleph. Aleph means the master, Alufoish, the master of the world. Why were you talking about Aleph? Pasuk says, Aleph means I will teach you. Aleph is, you say, uh, 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 check, check, uh, chess, uh, maestro, they'll call Aluf, uh, right? Uh, Aluf of Shach, or Aluf is somebody who, huh? A master who excelled in something. Aluf means also to teach, alefcha, a teacher, alefcha, I'll teach you chachma, I'll teach you bina, binema knei chachma, knei bina, base palm and knei. Why? Again, gematria yesh, 155, two times is again 310. Shekolza nimshech mepchines ha'alef alefcha. The reason he says knei chachma, knei bina is the knei twice, which brings you to the yesh, which is the shin, the shin, the shin yud oilam is because you don't only want the chachma and bina, you want the yakar. The preciousness of it, the tainug of it, the pleasure of it. Don't just give me the information, but give me the full depth. This type of gilui, this type of connection, can quench the thirst of the ultimate love we spoke about. This explains the last words, which till this point were very strange. You're going to shame him. So according to the literal interpretation, we understand somebody who thinks you're going to buy love with money is shameful. And he will be shamed ultimately. Because he'll give his money, he's not going to get anything. As we said, you can't. certain things are priceless, you can't buy them for money. You need to invest a different type of investment in order to obtain them, in order to acquire them. You have to know what you can buy with money and what you can't buy with money. The love of your children or the respect of your children or your spouse, you're usually not going to buy with money. You'll buy uh, you'll buy maybe a fast, uh, short-term thank you, but you can't buy respect, you can't buy real love with money. I said you can buy connections, you can buy uh, people who surrender to you, buy people who are scared of you, people who come to Khan for you, and you, they say, <laughs> you told me once that uh, there was a very big V, he was very, very wealthy, and... Uh, and uh, he had a tremendous amount of money. So people, of course, came for loans. But then they realized a better idea. They would come for advice. And he loved giving advice. He loved giving aids. And they would ask him advice about everything in life. And in the process, you built a relationship. And hopefully, you know, you got a loan, or you got an investment, or you got a favor. One day, Nebach, Galgal, and he lost everything. He lost everything. Mamish is left with nothing. He became a man, a simple, poverty-stricken individual. And uh, obviously people stopped coming for loans, and people stopped coming to him. So he turns to a friend and he says, I understand I understand people stopped coming for money, I don't got it anymore. Why did they stop coming for advice? The seichel, Right, the wisdom I didn't lose. No, he had to explain to them that they never came for that. <laughs> they only came for one purpose. But he was wondering, <laughs> he was wondering why they stopped coming for advice. So that's how people shot. But according to the deeper interpretation <coughs> that we're talking here about the Hoyn Bay, say that does satisfy the law of what's the boys of So he says, Kemoi Loshin Biza Vishalo. Boys comes from the word Biza as shame. Right, levazois, but it also means spoil, to rob, to fetch, to catch, to chachapen. Like we say, bizas hayam, right? Uva biza loy sholchu asiyadam in the Megillah. 
all the spoil they didn't touch. Biza, it's you chase after something. My Adam habayzes, achap, boyz means to chap. The chaytef, he fetches, he grabs. Dover yikar ha'erech. People see something tremendously precious, and they run, they fight, they grab it. Like robbing, like like fetching, like chapping. Sometimes it can be robbing also, but it just means to go chap, to grab. <coughs> precious treasures. Why do you have to chap? Why do you have to chap? You don't think you could, you're worthy to get this in a regular way. You're not going to get this. You know, why do people hop? Because they're afraid. If they sit in the seat, they're not going to get it. Spiritually speaking, it means you feel, you know, when, when the people, you ever see Schmogas boards, the attack that happens? <laughs> what, what's the attack? Push it. If you, huh? <laughs> you haven't eaten for a few minutes and you're sitting on your table and nobody's bringing you the food. And if you don't jump, you're going to lose. Yeah, somebody once said, Hevre, let me tell you the truth. Yeah, that was his brilliant uh, advice. If you're not going to grab, you're not going to have. But what does it mean spiritually? Spiritually, it means I don't feel I'm worthy of it. I don't feel it behooves me. I don't feel it coming to me. So I have to chap. I have to chap. The beginning of Esther, Uvechein Asherloi Chados. I have to go to the king not according to the laws. According to the laws, I'm not invited. The other of I don't have a right. I may not be worthy, but I love it. I crave it. So I have to go chop it. When his great pleasure gets revealed, it's the Mayan, the secret of all secrets. On this, the Pasuk says, Yeshaya says, an eye cannot perceive this. God, besides you, when these oitzers, when these treasures will be revealed, as I boys people won't just sit back, fold their fold their arms against their chest and wait for it to come. There's such a craving for it, and it's so beyond. There's a boys yavuzu im when ish. Is going to give the yesh, the yakar. Aleph is going to give the yakar. As kol hoin beisai. The entire tainuk that's revealed in Torah and mitzvahs. But ava, which will quench this love, is only one way to treat it. Boiz yavuzaloi. To tachap it with the greatest enthusiasm because it's beyond. It's so tremendous. You don't feel you could just sit and wait for it. This, this, this warrants, it elicits tremendous passion. Where is this expressed today? Where is the boys Yavuzu today? That's the simcha of Ayid. When he learns Torah, when he does a mitzvah, the simcha, that's the boys Yavuzu loy. The simcha is, he's not cold, apathetic, indifferent, just cool, collective, remains in his kalim. There's a simcha, there's a simcha, there's a ritza, there's a, there's a chukka, tremendous craving. That's what simcha is. He's excited, he's passionate. A gate arose from the kalim, as they say. What's the simcha? This is the boys Yavuzu. That's how it's expressed today. After the thirst and the avarabba, which is the main function of Krishna. As he said before, the bitl hayesh, is primarily in davening and tering, but Krishna, where one focuses, the whole Birchus Krishna, where one focuses on the Avas Oilam Haftanu, and the Shema Lekeinu Hashem Echot. So the avoid of davening is that a person should for a few minutes 
be able to have a little hisboidenus, be able to meditate, to be able to become aware, to internalize these ideas, that the person in his soul can trigger the mili bashamayim v'imchale chafatzti ba'aretz, that ultimate truth is deeper than heaven and deeper than earth, not even in Ganeid Na'elyen, and no waters can extinguish this love. This is the thirst created by Krishna. After that, person now should place to his heart. These words. They actually embody that that precious treasure. The Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Yiras Hashem he oitsaro. He calls Yiras Hashem an oitzer. Again, the idea of hoin beisoy. Olazois yismach libay besimchov to levav meiroyf kot. And hence, this will trigger in him a tremendous simcha and gladness of his heart meiroyf kot more than anything else. The zehu and this is the deeper meaning of the story. Vateirid ha'aynerifke goes down into the well. Vatemale kadan she fills up her jug. Vatal and she ascends. She comes up. Through the Kad, which are the 24 Svarim of the entire Torah of Tanakh, even though ostensibly the whole Torah mitzvah is essentially a Shuv, it's retreating, it's not ascending, because it's always a Yerideh. You learn of Sugi of Gemara. You're not dealing with lofty, sublime, transcendent concepts. You're doing a mitzvah. Most mitzvahs are physical activities. Most of Yiddishkeit deals with the material world. So l'cha'ayra, l'cha'ayra. Rivka is going down. It's a shuv, it's a yirid. The chavdal, it's farem would seem like a descent. Nonetheless, ayideza adira bevatal. Gam l'mayla me'ave rabba hanal d'bchinas Rivka. Vatal, vateret, it says about Rivka, that she went down, vatamalikada, she filled up from the water, the 24 svarim d'airaisa, don't think that that's ultimately a yurida, they said vatal. So literally means she came back up from the well. Here he says, from that she was uplifted to a place that is even deeper than the greatest avarabba, because here you have the anoichi, here you have the essence, asher anoichi mitzav chayayim, and therefore vatal, even the avarabba of rifke. What's rifke? Rifke, we said, is the descent into the animal consciousness, which creates all of the struggles and challenges of life, and thus the love that a person wants, the yearning a person has to go free to emancipate themselves, but the Kad brings her even higher than that Avi Rabbah. you just said, You just said that nothing can extinguish the love. Mayim can't quench the thirst, can't extinguish the flames. How are you telling me that she reached even beyond the Avis? He says, That's Mayim Rabbim, the many waters. What are many waters? All the Mayim that come from the river, the Rabbim, the many, many rivers and outlets of water that come from the river. But the 24 Svarim of Torah, not from the river. They come from the Mayon. They come from the subterranean spring. The wellspring, this is rooted, it originates in the secret of all secrets, in that which is sasum beyond sasum, meaning it's secretive even beyond being a secret. It's completely 
completely from the core. That's the hint in the words. Anoichi literally means Eliezer says, "I am standing." But the rem is an anoichi is it accesses here the anoichi misha anoichi v'hoyu advarim aela asher anoichi mitzav chayoyim anoichi hashem alakecha v'lachena yidezeh. So through this jug, yirvu yir yirvu tzimoyin avarabba, they will quench the thirst of the love of Rivka. When he says, from this card, you will quench the Avar You will be able to have something that can satisfy the Avar. Yeah. When he said before, is he referring back to his philosophy of Ratzo over Shov? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Shov is in contrast to Ratzo. Ratzo is yearning upward, so to speak. It's the desire, the yearning to go beyond, and Shuv is the return. Yeah. So usually we've spoken about Ratzon and Shul being really a dialectic, moving in time right. back and forth. But here the Imam is so closely linked. Right. You think it's a, yes. a, a Ratzon, but you think it's really, a Shuv. But it's really a Ratzon. Yeah. It's Vatered, you're going down, but really it's Vatal. That you read is bringing you to a place you can't get without it. And this is the reason that Adiram, on the contrary, if you ever saw a real live wellspring underwater, it's far smaller. It appears far smaller than the river. Rivers are elaborate. Sometimes you have beautiful, <laughs> tremendously large rivers in depth and in length and in breadth. The Mayan is a little, sometimes a little trickle of water. And I'm talking about, we're talking about Mayim Chaim. This is the wellspring. It should be the opposite. He says, no. The Mayan reflects more, even physically. It reflects more. Everything in the physical world is a reflection of the spiritual world. The Mayan is closer to Anoichi, to the secret, to the invisible. So therefore it must be much smaller, because it has much more bitl. The Chol HaKarev Karev Kamei Chuli. He doesn't finish a sentence here. Again, he assumes uh, that one gets it. Whoever is closer to him feels smaller, not bigger. We say in davening Shabbos, That process is the process that we are we are describing here. The source comes from the Mayan. In Barchinavshi, we say today, he sends forth the river, the, the well springs into the rivers, and the Cholom gets from the Mayan. So the Mayan is the source. The source is bigger than that which comes from the source. No, it's the opposite. The source is much smaller. Because the source senses the ultimate source. And therefore, it's, it, it, it's, it's arrogance could never be inflated. It's always deflated. Cause it sense, it senses its ultimate source. Only may Mayan and Allah are called living waters. Naharis are not called living waters. Only the subterranean wellsprings that continue to flow under the earth. And in Allah you have to use it for a few things. For Azov, Azava, and for Paraduma. Usually a mikveh, any mikveh. For Tumah, even a mikveh a woman uses minatayra, you don't need mayim chayim. You need certain water. You need make shaman, rainwater. We do ashaka, we do zriya, we connect the rainwater with, with regular, with faucet water. But uh, certain things need living water. What makes them living? Living means that they're constantly, they're so to speak, attached to their source. 
they don't have a relaxed place like a river, it becomes a pool of water, even if it's natural water. But once it becomes a nar, it's not necessarily Mayim Chaim anymore. What's the Nechud of the Balatanya just made about the smallness and the largeness? It's, uh, <coughs> this is the Boiz Yavuzuloi, Boiz Yavuzul, the Simcha Shal Mitzvah, the Simcha Shal Mitzvah. Ah? Yeah, it's a buzzing, it's a buzzing, boys yavuzu, the simcha shal mitzvah. <coughs> so the idea is that when you're closer, out of the chartana mikol ha'amim, you chose us from all the people. One of the difficulties Jews have with this is it smacks from bigotry and discrimination. Oh, you're chosen. You're the chosen people. Oh, so you can do whatever you want because you're chosen, right? You're the pet in the class. You do no wrong. Well, as we know, Jews were chosen for benefits. <laughs> and we didn't always get the best treatment in the class. Yeah? Who says, Tevye, Tuvia says, God, why don't you choose somebody else once in a while? Uh but what's the Havana here? What's the Havana? They always say there are things that are politically correct, that are PC. CP is not PC. Chosen people concept is not politically correct. But the truth is it comes from a misunderstanding what chosenness means, and that's what he's conveying here, even though he says it very briefly. It's like a Maya. <laughs> it's a Nakud that you have to be typhus. And that is, it's exactly the other way around. When a human monarch chooses you over everybody else, it's a reason for self-aggrandizement. Look who chose me. I'm better than you, I'm better than you, I'm better than you. And naturally, if my lower angels take a hold of me, rather than my higher angels, I could become a source of, of, of abusing people, of abusing their rights, and using my powers to denigrate, or to manipulate, or to... Uh, or to uh, Exploit, 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 which is the story of history, abuses of power, the story of history in the past, and often in the present as well. When God chooses you, when God chooses you, it's exactly the opposite, because the definition of Hashem is ain't safe, infinity. When infinity chooses you, meaning... When infinity chooses you and you can experience infinity, so then what do you feel like? You feel you, there's no I. If infinity chooses you, there's no I. Because a relationship with infinity means there's nothing outside of infinity. So I'm a part of infinity. So you become more, you become less. Not only don't you become more, you don't even become less. You become nothing. You become I in. You become also everything, but you become nothing. You become a conduit for the infinite. You can't experience infinity with a sense of arrogance. It's mutually exclusive. Sense of arrogance means I versus you. I'm great. In, this, in, in the presence of infinity, I'm a conduit. So therefore, the Mayan is becomes small because the closer one comes to the source, they don't become bigger. They become much smaller. And when you reach the source, there's no I left. The entire I, the Ani, becomes I. So that's why the Nar is further, there's more Gilui. So therefore, he can make a Gansam Malavabalke, a Fetatish. There's a lot of shtick going on. 
You know what I mean? And it's nice, and tourists come, and they visit the Nar. Yeah, you go to the to the to the different places with beautiful rivers, and it's a Gansamaisa. He becomes a Melech Latzmai, a fetish. The Mayan, the hairs the stim of the whole stimmen. The Mayan senses the stim of the whole stimmen. The only way the Mayan could function is, 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 is in Katnos. It's completely diminished. But it's still something. Not only it's not something, not only it's something, it's the source of everything. Depends <laughs> how you define nothing. Uh, many of us, the, when we hear the word nothing, it brings back trauma. Mr. Garnish, Mr. Garnish, you're nobody. Uh, you know my story with zero. Uh, yeah, I said it many times. The same point. We hear nothing. You're a zero, 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 zero. Mr. Garnish was blind a garnish. He just said Mr. Garnish as a garnish. Who is he? A garnish? A nobody. A stick. A stick. Uh, FS mamish. In davening, we say, "Ein zulaschem al ein arich lecha ba'elam haza." In ba'elam haza, we could sense ein arich. Ein zulascha in ein lamhaba we could sense there's nobody outside of you. L'maisa Mashiach we could sense efes biltecha which is even deeper. What is this celebration? The other way around. Eibazayz the chol is good. Who wants Mashiach? Yeah. The pshat is depends how you look at nothingness. If you look at nothingness as I'm a worthless, valueless doormat shmata, then it's a big problem. In fact, that's a form of abuse. Here we're talking about the Maya. The Mayan is the only thing that's called alive. Mayan Chayim. The Mayan is the source of all the rivers. Mayan, the halacha is metayim b'chol A mikveh, you need a boyim saw. You need a shir and a mikveh. Mayan, one drop. Now you gotta get that drop over your body. But Mayan, why? Same nekuda. A mikveh, its power is the shear, the size. The Mayan, its power is the pittle of it. The, the cultural of it. That's the power. So it's a different type of nothingness. It's a nothingness that allows you to be a conduit for infinity. So I wouldn't call it nothingness as nothingness. It becomes a nothingness that is the source of everything else. We call it ayin, yeah. That's the bittle of the maya. For the maya, you have to go grab it. Now here, how he brings now, how he brings Mamari Chazal and Psukim together to bring out this point. I'm going to say this fast. Tune in, because there's a lot here. Kamaimer Shinina. This is what Shinina, this is what the Gemara says. Shinina. Chatoi vechol, chatoi flubeira, obrich. The Gemara says an Erev in Dafnun Dalet. Amar Aleph. Rabbi Yehuda was learning with his Rebbe Shmuel. Rabbi Yehuda was Shmuel's student. So Shmuel used to call Rabbi Yehuda Shinana, sharp one. So he says, Shinana, hi al luladamia. This world is like a chasana. You know what you do? Chatoi Go to the smoker's board on chap. Because if you don't run there, the spare ribs will be gone. The sushi will be gone. You're going to be left with a few cucumbers and, and mayonnaise. You know the people who come at the end? They leave the cucumbers and the, and the spicy mayo. Go, go grab, go grab and eat. stay. Go grab and drink. He says, I don't know if you had another girsa. But grab. This is a chasana. This is a chasana. 
This is the advice a Rebbe gives a student. What, what is he telling him? Go grab whatever you see, grab. Rashi teaches, you may die tomorrow. You have money, spend it. Well, Tanya says, no, he's teaching him, boys, you have Luzuloi. Hi, Alma. In this world, you have something, you're not going to have a Ganadin. Hi, Alma. The Hassan is going to be over. It's, it's, it's moments. It's moments. Hi, Alma. It's this world. When you have such a thing, grab it, because if you sit back, you don't feel it's coming to you. That's the Simchish mitzvah. The Simchish HaNevish of Torah mitzvah comes from the passion that this is so extraordinary, it evokes within you the feeling, go get it. Boys, you put like, business hayam, business mitzrayim. I was in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, that's what he said, that, that, that's the gilui. But ultimately we access it now. What does that mean today? It means the simchas hanafesh. That's what he said, what it means, achshav. He said before, p'chinezu achshav. In Mishle he calls tayna bread. So you can grab it. It says in Tehillim, pi, I open my mouth to inhale. You know, when a person is, is short of breath, it's like you, you want to catch your breath. Why? Because that's the boys of Uzzah, the Simchas, I can't get enough. You want to get more and more. I'm a Pazizah, that's the Gemara in Shabbos. He saw Rava learning and his, his hands were under his, his, under his legs and they were bleeding because he was squeezing them and he says, I'm a Pazizah, you are an impetuous impulsive nation, the kadmisu pumaychul adunaychul, your mouths came before your ears, you said nasa before nishma, what's ama peziza? And Rava says exactly, he took it, he says this is a compliment, tumas yusharim tamakam, ama peziza, peziza is, pozes is, is the Aramaic for boys of huzuloi, swift, impulsive, impetuous, Hachas kamayim al toiser, it says by Ruven. Belochenir mezgamkein nishachamayim bechad beloshin boiz yavuzun. If you want to see the interconnectedness of the whole Torah, on Sukkot there was a mitzvah, a very interesting mitzvah, to take well water from the Shiloyach and pour it on the Mizbeach. It created the greatest simcha, simcha's beis hashayva. It doesn't say in Chumash anywhere to do it. It's hinted in Chumash. Where is it hinted in Chumash? In the loshin boiz yavuzun. Kamashakasu bezoya dahainu. An interesting thing. In Parshas, uh, in Parshas, uh, Parshas Pinchas, the Torah goes through the Karbonus of Sukkis. The Torah goes through the Karbonus of Sukkis. So it says, uh, every, every day you have to bring a different carbon, right? The first day, they brought uh, 13 bulls and, and the second day 12 and the third day 11 and they went down every day one less and less. And there were the libations. Every carbon came with a libation of wine. But it doesn't say to, to pull water. That's halacha l'moshim l'sinai. The Stukim didn't accept it. They had to pull water on the Mizbech. That doesn't say anywhere in Torah. It was halacha l'moshim that Stukim didn't accept it. And that mitzvah of pouring water every morning of Sukkot created a simchadis to dance a whole night. But it says in Gemara and Tainus that it's hinted in Torah. Where is it hinted in Torah? The carbon is the Yom Sheni, Shishi, Ushvi. Nirmas Nisu Chamayim, Kamayim, and Azal. Nemar B'Sheni V'Niskeyem. The Gemara says in Masechta Tainus, there's a remez. Why? The first day of Sukkot, it says, bring a carbon. And then it says, Minchasa V'Niska. You bring flour with it, and you bring V'Niska, it's libation. On Yom Sheni, it says, V'Niskeyem. Plural, hem. Okay, so hem, instead of viniska, you made hem, which gives you a mem at the end. 
When they come, all the other days with Niska, you come to Bayoim Ashishi, Unesacheho. Not Niska, not Nesachehem, Unesacheho. You come Bayoim Ashri, yeah. Usir Chatas Echad, Mulvat Eilus Atomid, Minchasav and Niska. So the Gemara says, Azoi, that in the Carbonus of Yom Sheni, Vishishi, Ushvi, Nirmas Nisuchamayim, because Kamayimin Azal Nemeb Sheni, Unesachehem, you have a Mem, and you have a Yud, and you have a mem. So in those three days, you have the remez for Niso Ha Mayim. That's what the Gemara says in the beginning of Masech Tainus. I think Dav Beis. Umin Chasam. Umin Chasam So it's mem yud mem. It's not Gemara Tainus, da. Huh? I'm a Kendab Chokah. Forgot. One second, I just want to get this right. Okay. Okay. Zag the Hale Kigamara. Rabbi Hudim say the Matinus Dab Bez. Never Besheni. On the second day it says, Ud Viniske Hem, instead of Viniska. Venema Beshishi on the sixth day it says Unasacheha instead of Veniska. Venema Beshvi on the seventh day it says Kimishpotom instead of Kamishpot. Everyone that says Minchasa Veniskeim Lapam Leil Nakaz Mishpotom Kamishpot on the seventh day becomes Kimishpotom. Had a Mem Yud Mem. So you have an extra Mem Veniskeim. An extra yud nesachaha, an extra mem kimishpatam, harekan mayim, mikan remez lenisachamayim minatayra. This is the remez for nisachamayim minatayra that you have. It could have said veniska, so you have the mem on the second day, and then you have the yud on the sixth day, and you have the mem on the seventh day. Together it makes up mem, yud, mem, and uh, that's the remez for nisachamayim minatayra. Says the Balatanya, why these days? It's Beis, Vav, Zion. Boys. Boys. Boys, Yavuzullah. Because where you go, you're going to the well. You're going to the Maya. Mayim Rabim can do the love, can be Mechabadava. But, but, but the, but the Mayon is Boys, Yavuzullah. Mitinish is calling Beisibava. You're going to the well on Sukkot. That's the Nisachamayim. So that's why it's Merumas in those days. Boys. You're thinking booze, yeah? No, boys, you're I guess you could say Lechayim on water too. The Mizbeach was a place of fire. Fire represents thirst, yearning, passion, love. What can cool off the fire of the Mizbeach? The water of the Mayan. They brought the water of the wellspring and they poured it on the altar, which is the place of fiery love, because that's the only thing that can be mechaber, that can give solace and comfort to this love. Besasain, which is again the Simchish al Mitzvah. When does Nisuch Hamayim happen in Judaism and Yiddishkeit? Only after I said it's not that Nisuch Hamayim and Yim Kippur are disconnected. What is Tshuva? Tshuva is the ultimate love, the return. I can't be without you. Tshuva means I'm incomplete without you, and I want nothing but you. 
And I let go of everything else because I want you. That's Shuva. It's like we spoke about Rivka going out. Rivka Yitzas going out of the Nefesh of Bahamas and elevating it. That's what Aserah Simei Shuva does. After Rivka goes out, she wants to leave the encasement of the animal soul, which is Aserah Simei Shuva. After that, she can go into the well. And that's why it created Simcha, the greatest Simcha in the world. is a tremendous Simcha, because it's the Simcha of what? Of the boys of Uzaloy of accessing the Hoim Beisoy. The Gam Kizel Kamay Pen. And here is one more point. The Gam Kizel Kamay Pchinis Hoim Beisoy Mamish. Here we also see that it's Mamish, the wealth of his home. Shogonus Boisis Hatayra. That which is concealed in Oisis Hatayra. Shadalin is Spanish Betayra, the Fenish Mitzvah Nisachamayim. That Shechazal Gilulonu Shazashomerumus Betayra, Membiyam Sheni, Ayudbiyam Shishi, Amembeshvi, Vizo Hoin Besei Hagonus and Mutmon. Hoin Besei is the treasures, the hidden treasures, the hidden Tainug in Tayra. All of Tayra is Tainug. But you see, certain things in Torah are concealed even in the letters of Torah. You don't have easy access to them. That represents the Mayan in Torah itself. Nisach is one of those things because the whole idea of Nisach is going to the well, which is invisible. So the Torah doesn't articulate it as a nar. The Torah itself hides it in the Oishis HaTorah. That's the Hoin Beisoy, the richness that is hidden within the rooms that you have to access. Chazawa Magala, the Oishis that's what's represented in Nisach and that's what creates the tremendous Simcha. The Simcha of Torah Mitzvahs is the Simcha of the ultimate Mayan. The ultimate core, that's what Rivka accesses, and that's why it evokes the boise of Uzu, the tremendous sense of passion, and Simcha, Simcha Shal Mitzvah. So the Pasuk tells us they'll be lost in love when they're Bonish Shal Mitzvah, give us home base through the full Giloi with the Das, the whole bias. But we're saying now, like I said, Shinana, don't wait, you don't have to wait. Well, wait for that. Then it's, it's the Giloi. You can it's actually go through the This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.